0: it that some people seem to have all of the time in the world to do the things that they want to do, while others struggle with zero time or freedom to truly have a life. Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron Young. We're here to help you take your time back and start thinking about how to work smarter and have more fun. Now, here's your host, Aaron Scott Young.
1: And And me. It it is I. We've asked multiple times. I, I don't know. Should I charge sexism with this? It might
2: be. It m- actually, I'm sure there's somebody who's responsible for, for not doing this.
1: Well, clearly.
2: Uh, it wouldn't be our producer, A-Rod, because all he can do is ask. and He
1: just digs us. It wouldn't be
2: the people. A-Rod's
1: always there for us. And host
2: services. Uh, so, but you guys, I want you to know Michelle Young is is, uh, here. is here and she's not going away. She's <laughs> <laughs> I, No I matter
1: know. how hard he's tried. No, no.
2: I haven't. I haven't tried hard at all. Uh <laughs> Anyway, but anyway, we want to welcome everybody today to the Unshackled Life here at uh, Voice America Radio Network on the Influencer Channel, and also to everybody who's watching on Facebook Live. Facebook Live, Live. There's here we are. A lot of great friends, and um, today we're gonna we're gonna. Um, so Michelle and I are we speak all over the place. We're, it seems like every weekend, uh, one or both it's of us right is, is um, somewhere around the world, mostly around the country. Um,
1: oh, but let's dream. Uh, around the world, we've got London scheduled but, in. But
2: anyway, the point is, uh, all I'm saying is that that's uh, out there. But right now, every weekend we're traveling someplace, and we're um, and we we meet a lot of people, and we meet a lot of great people, and um, and uh, interestingly, depending on sort of the the group, you know, because there's a certain level of um, uh. I don't know what the right. I don't know the right word for I this. I don't know
1: what you're going for, so I'd love sometimes to help if you with.
2: go to a certain uh, a certain event, then there's sort of um, spinoffs from that event or whatever, and so often, you end up
1: often that happens. So you
2: kind of get into a group, and you might go to three or four different events, and they have similar people at those mm-hmm. events, and then, then you go to another event, and you don't, you don't know anybody, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm this to tra- so I just the, this
1: event that we were at this weekend in Indianapolis, I just knew a couple of people.
2: Yeah, I mean, from I didn't. I only knew one person really who wasn't from that group. I mean, it was the leader of the group that mm-hmm. we met another Linda Clemens. So we were at a Linda Clemens event in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana over the weekend, which was great. Shout out to and, Linda. Yeah, Clemens. Linda, what a great event she puts on. And this is all about embracing your power. Anyway, it was a terrific event. Yeah, yeah. So Scott Carson just popped up on on the Facebook group. So Scott Carson's people are very separate from, let's like, say, peak potential. But, uh, but if you go to CEO Space uh, and you go to Secret Knock, mm-hmm. then there's a there's, lot of crossover there. There's a lot of crossover there. And they're not the same people, but there's a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because um, uh, there's, there's a lot of friendships that are built. And it's wonderful, guys. It's great. We love it. Um, but one of the things that I, I've noticed. And I thought, you know, let's take a minute and talk about it today on the show, because this is called the unshackled life. The idea is, how do you live a big life, a life that, that not only that you love, but that you have the flexibility and the freedoms to go and do the things that you want to do in your life? You're not just stuck and trapped in some little mm-hmm. cell. Maybe it's the cell of a job. Maybe it's the cell of a bad relationship, or maybe it's the cell of, of um, a business that you've built that. You've you've created walls around yourself so that the Mm -hmm. business owns you, right? Right. So the idea is, how do we get unshackled from that? And part of it is there's an element of you need to get out. And I just wanted to have this conversation with you, Michelle. But there's an there's element.
1: What are you trying to say? I don't know what you need to get out of what. Uh,
2: That's an excellent question. (laughs) So
1: I'm just asking. I I just say if I don't know, they don't know.
2: You can build. You can build your own little cell. You can. You can. Usually if you're a small business owner, let's just let's talk about business owners because I work with so many well, we both work with so many we of these. We do work with a lot of business owners. Small business owners have a, a tendency to get sort of into a vacuum. They're so busy doing what they're doing all the time that they're not out networking. So and what I was what I was saying a minute ago is when I said get out is sometimes you need to get out of your spare bedroom or your, your small little office Often. like we're sitting in here, or your the front seat of your car, wherever you run your business. And you need to, um, you need to get out and meet with other people. However, okay, wait, 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 can wait, Can, I, a, yeah, can yeah, I comment you, on that? Yeah, jump in. So,
1: all right. So, you're speaking quite literally. You're the business guy, and I'm, I'm the life coach. The life coach. I was going to say, you know, personal development guru, but perhaps that's taking life course. coach. I think. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, just. Whatever, really whatever. good,
2: like a professional. Super good. You're not like, like minor. A professional? You're not minor leagues. You're okay, like you're like the NFL okay. coach of. Okay. So when life. you
1: when you talk about that metaphorically speaking, getting well, literally speaking, getting out of your house, getting out of your head, going going out and networking. I also think that it's the metaphorical piece that really matters as well. Meaning this morning as I drove in to have this, to have this do this show with you, I literally chose to go a different direction. I, I chose to drive a different path just so I wouldn't be on autopilot. I actually, okay, and don't mock. Actually parted my hair on the opposite side of my head today. Did I noticed, you notice? I actually
2: didn't notice. I said, "What's up with her hair? Your hair's cute." I just thought she looks different today. I
1: look different because because and I thought really I I really want to be on purpose. I want to be I want to be paying attention instead of just on autopilot. So you talking- also,
2: also Michelle also brushes her teeth <laughs> with her left hand. I She's do. right-handed, but she read somewhere that it makes you your brain For work seven, better.
1: Seven years I've been brushing my teeth with my left hand. Yeah. And that had, is that weird. And she has a tooth I toothbrush. I submit it to you that it is. She
2: has a toothbrush that actually talks to her and says, "Oh, it's been this long now. It now never you
1: what well, it buzzes? It buzzes.
2: Now yeah. you can move to this tooth over here. So anyway, but anyway, dental but hygiene. But this is all it's about, important. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, she just about had like a. She about had a spasm the other day when she couldn't find. <laughs> any um, dental, dental floss. floss but anyway we're way off the point we are super um, off the point of uh, going to events but you were going to say before what I was, went on what my I was, tirade so
1: what you were saying was you need you need to get out and you were speaking it's valuable. literally it's
2: valuable to get out and meet with and other I'm,
1: people And I'm saying get out of your own head too and and then now here's your second point
2: oh get out of your own head so you mean do things differently do
1: things be awake okay. wake up
2: wake up okay so good morning and now that we're now that we're waking up <laughs> Uh, what, I was, what was your say,
1: second point
2: well my overarching point is okay that while i find it to be incredibly valuable to go to networker networking events and mix up with other people and meet other people super valuable so I, I, I know i've occasionally been uh, guilty of this and i know that i've met others that have been sometimes guilty of this is that they go to these they go to lots of events and I think, how do you ever get any work done if you're constantly at an event? Mm-hmm. You're constantly spending money on living in a hotel, on traveling on an airplane, on paying to mm-hmm. come into this course. And um, I, people, they come along, they go, I, well, I want to join your course. I'll say, do you even know what it is? And they're like, no, but I really like you. So I want to join it. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, time wait out. Wait a come second. Let's, I, I'd love you to join my course, but at some point you have to go. What am I really doing when we go out to these events? Are we really being a business... Or do we just love the energy of being at these events? Mm-hmm. Because I, I get that's a feeling. Called, that's
1: called entertainment. I don't care. I don't care if it's, I, I'm a life learner. Yeah, I yeah. I really feel strongly about always learning. And there's a difference between, okay, I need a new skill. I need to get out. I need to, to get a fresh perspective. And I'm entertaining myself. I really love to go to this event because it's in this area. And I like the people there. And they're my community. And that that's all of those things are valid. But at what point are you just playing? Is that your point? Yeah.
2: So I'm not trying to whoop up on anybody that likes to go to events. What I'm saying I, is I like to go to events. People ask all the time, <clears throat> you know, they say, How do I build a business? How do I build a real business? I'm working my butt off and I'm not making any money. And or I'm just getting by. And it doesn't seem like I'm I'm getting these great um uh results that I'm supposed to get because I've got so much training. I've spent I'll have people tell me I spent fifty thousand or seventy-five thousand or a hundred thousand dollars this year on going to events and buying courses and you know buying a mentorship thing for three months. And yet, my business is no further along. And it's like, well, duh, well, yeah. you're never working. So All you do is go to events. I have a super
1: good example of this. This so we this weekend we were both in Indianapolis at this really cool event. I mean, it was it I was really well. Done. I really like this event. And what was interesting about it for me was that as I interacted with these women, I got a great response to, to what I do and my programs. I was really excited about it. And I, and I said, hey, you know what? We've had a really good time at, you know, at this table. And for those of you who would like to go a little bit further, I have a few spots open for a complimentary session. And I got a great response. And one woman, it was really sweet because she's like, hey, I want to give this to you. But and I was like, no, 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 no. If it's not a good fit for you, then then I don't want your card. So don't. I, I'm not taking it personally. I don't think it's personal. I think that you're just making a wise choice for you. And she goes, "It. I actually want to, but I have so many irons in the fire right now that I think it would be just be a distraction. And
2: all I wanted to do was go, a, men. Yeah. I mean, so you have clients, right? That that will that will coach with you for a while, mm-hmm. and and then they go, okay, I think.
1: I think I got I it. I think I got it. Mm-hmm.
2: And people do the unshackled owner program with me, right? And some people go, "Well, I need to repeat. I need to go through it again." Which I think is a great idea, actually, because it doesn't cost them anything, and they learn. They they, they learn they they, be, they mature as they implement the things that um, as they uh, as they implement things that I've taught them. They mature and their questions become more mature, um, but uh, you know as um. And so, so that's good. I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking at some of the comments on Facebook Live. Yeah, okay, stop. to stop. It, but I, I mean, Scott Carson says Scott Carson, who's a freaking Scott Carson, who's a great example of of, of yeah. actually working. So he says sometimes you have to stop training and actually start working so that you can implement what you've learned. I mean, the deal is, um, see, Scott's a good example. Let me use Scott Scott Carson example. So Scott, I think like that. Scott um, learned how to how to buy and sell uh, notes. So basically, he buys mortgages from banks or hedge funds, um, what usually they're non-performing. So people aren't paying their mortgage and the bank wants to get these things off their books. And so Scott Carson years ago learned that, Oh, you could buy these things at a discount from the bank and then go negotiate with the person in the house or boot the person out of the house and fix it up and, and sell it or rent it. He learned about that. And then, so he learned all about it and he had coaches and mentors, which was fantastic. But then He thought, well, I actually need to really start doing more of this. So he actually sold his his um, home and he jumped in his truck with just him and his dog. And um, before you knew it, he was he was touring the country, um, buying property all over the place. So first he learned a new skill. Then he went and started doing it. Then people said um, people said. Dude, you're you're so good at this. Will you please teach me? Mm-hmm. So then, obviously, Scott goes, "Yeah, I can teach you, and I and I can charge to teach you." Yeah, he and, did, so, and they do cool stuff. But but my point is, he started doing so much teaching. That he was no longer implementing the way he wanted to. He, his teaching other people was costing him too much of actually excelling in his industry. It
1: is interesting. So that's, he, like the, that's like the o- opposite extreme of well, what. We're so about. he had to
2: back off of of putting on events for other people so he could focus yeah. on doing more transactions. So so the, the, my point is is that yes, you need to learn how to do stuff, and you need to yes. you need to make new relationships. And mm-hmm. I know Scott Carson because. Uh, we both went to an event, and we met each other, and we liked each other. And now we help each other, but we spend more time implementing, implementing. than we do teaching or going to other people's events. So
1: I meet people often, and, and I'm going to be honest, I've been this person too. I, it's not like I'm immune to this, but I, I often will meet people at these events that I see at event after event Every after event, event. Yeah. and and the truth is... That they're scared, and so they're distracting themselves with more learning, yeah, and yeah. that that's what we're talking about right now.
2: and so, so you talk to them, you meet them again, and you and you say, what's been um what's been happening? like what what's been going on since last time?" And they're like, well, you know, I've something, but there's not usually big, like there's not like a lot of new money. right What I love is when people all of a sudden you don't see them for a while, so you write them a note, and you say, Hey, where have you been? And they go, Oh, yeah, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm buried. I've, been everywhere. I've gotten so much business. I'm working so hard, and the it's, I would I would have to is, like life is worried. good. I'm
1: buried is not necessarily the best wording, but I get your point. I'm buried
2: in money. And I'm I want to be
1: buried. I'm, I'm 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 playing. I'm rolling in money. I'm rolling in money. <laughs> <laughs> the The point is, and so I heard th- a
2: really funny story.
1: Okay, can I make a point first? Oh yeah, I'd love to make a point. You, you is the make another. The one. mic is mine. Yeah. <laughs> So the point is, are you distracting yourself? Are you legitimately in business? Or are you or, and are you legitimately learning? That's why I, I like to name things. That's why it gives me a mental direction. And so I named this, can I take you seriously? So when I meet people all the time, I have to ask the question, can I take you seriously? Or are you just amusing yourself? That so that's the point. So what's scaring you? What are you using as an excuse to not like go? go out there and make your statement and that that's my point so, so you're, judge makers- when you're
2: oh no what I was going to say was really inappropriate and off off topic and Ooh, so, so I you saved and,
1: us all no, from you
2: but you guys you guys <laughs> listening you, you guys you. listening missed out on a great story <laughs> so sorry you have to no. have to come back next uh, time on the sorry. next break you know after the sorry, next not break sorry. yeah okay, so, what,
1: what were you gonna say or what did you want to add on to that I, my point was, what's scaring you? Yeah. Keeping so, you from making your big splash.
2: One of the things, one of the things I loved that you taught me. I don't know where you got, where you learned it, but
1: I probably made it up.
2: Maybe <laughs> the, um, it's possible you made this up. But basically, it was All like made. art. The reason, reason people don't finish their art, the reason they don't sign their oh, yeah, art, yeah. the reason they don't finish their book, the reason they don't finish their online course, the reason they don't, uh, you know, they want to be a speaker but they don't ever finish writing Can their I perfect Can I say the
1: punchline? Sure fear of being judged yeah, if you don't finish it nobody if you, can judge it if you do a painting and you're like oh here's my painting but hey you know We're i haven't almost finished done. it yet I'm almost done. that that like precludes anybody from being able to judge you and so so it really it's a really good question what aren't you finishing and i'll, I'll tell you what what i've come to understand that it has made all the difference what? speaking specifically of art and that is it's really important to make bad art
2: yeah. So that so that means um so taking that to business or to, to the folks that we're talking to. Yes, by exactly. the way, we love you people. We love if you're listening and we've been seeing you at a lot of events, this isn't about saying quit going to the event. This Not is at saying all. this saying um how does how do people go from being entertained or going to a lot of events and actually making a living And making more than a living and making a difference in the community and making and getting to where you become the undisputed expert because you're doing, you're not just learning. You know, there's so, so many examples. I mean, I love the example about you can read all the books you ever want to about riding a bike, but you never know what it is to ride a bike until you quit reading the book and get onto the bike. Right. And when you get on the bike, kind of like making bad art, you're going to be wobbly at first, you know, little children need training wheels. They need somebody to hold onto the back of the, the, the seat of the bike. So it doesn't tip over. So they don't, and that's why we use coaches and mentors and so mm-hmm. on. And we need that. But at some point you've just got to push off and do your own freaking thing and, 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 and have your own fumbling starts and stops because that's where you really learn, and that's when you really start to figure out how you can do something different than anybody else can do it.
1: So I was quoting Edison this morning to a client, and kind of. and Edison—
2: Who's he? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's an artist. Okay. Oh, okay. Jimbo. Jimbo Edison.
1: Jimbo Edison. Yeah. Jimbo Edison. Thomas Edison. Just tell your story. T- Jeez, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thomas Edison. What did he say? You know what he said nope. when he was asked, how did it feel to fail 10,000 times? Because he said it was like between five and 10,000 mistakes or, or failures he had. Lots when he of filaments
2: was, that didn't work.
1: When he was inventing the light bulb and he said, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I found 10,000 ways to not do it. It's all just information. And so so what's really nice, and so so we're talking about a very specific business tactic, which is, are you, are you gathering too much information before you're willing to go out and try? And is it a distraction? And my piece of it from the coaching sense is get a sense of humor, y'all. Cause the minute you can go, I have clients all the time that say, Oh, for my business, I think it'd be really good to do Facebook lives. And I'm like, yeah, do Facebook lives. And they're like, but I'm afraid I'll look foolish. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Look I look us. foolish.
2: Look at us every time. <laughs>
1: every time. It, it really is true. And so the question is, are you amusing yourself or are you genuinely gathering information? But I'll tell you what, go out and try, try. Let's go out and do it. So we're, we're going into break here and we're talking about business. We're talking about doing, doing things. And we are Aaron and Michelle Young here on Voice America.
2: Yeah. Voice America, the Influencer Network. We'll be Inflora back in about network. two minutes.
1: channel
0: do you believe that being fit is difficult do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym it doesn't tune into have it all with devin alexander devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality tune in every wednesday at 9 a.m pacific time and 12 noon eastern time tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life.
2: It's good to be back here with this Unshackled Life with my wife, Michelle, and I just hanging out here and talking to you guys so much fun to be with you guys i love all the comments that we get and you know um someday somebody's gonna actually call into this program i, I believe uh, people what's did, the
1: number if they want to? people
2: did i don't know i tried to write down really <laughs> fast but um uh, uh a rod what's the number tell me one more time
1: say it out loud we want to hear you on the voice america
2: 866-472-5794 go ahead and call in guys is it five four seven nine five isn't it Four seven nine five or nine four, either one works. Okay, okay. So guys, I'm serious. Eight six six, four seven two five seven nine five. I would love it if somebody would do this because we could talk about this stuff. So anyway, and, and don't do it out of pity. Only do it if you have something fun you want to talk about. So
1: what did you want to talk? So I had an so, idea about what we were going to do today, um, but and so that was we did our first segment, and now the question. Now we have we have a second idea. What I was do. your idea? I do.
2: I do. Well, my idea was. So we meet all these wonderful people, and I was just at I was just at a different event, and and actually then it was the, we heard this also in Indianapolis, and I don't want to throw a um a wet blanket on anybody who wants to. As a matter of fact, so I would encourage everyone. Can I
1: do the disclaimer? Oh just, no, you're going to do well, your me, own disclaimer. Well,
2: let me do my own disclaimer, okay. and then you can say anything you want. Um, <clears throat> the the. The, anybody who wants to do what I'm going to talk about should do it. Yes. And I think that it, there's value in doing it just in the exercise of doing it. But every single place I go, and even in a deal, digital footprint, I was at a few weeks ago, there was another conference going on and everybody's telling, I, I, see, I see repeatedly that, that um, gurus are telling people that you need to write your book and the book is going to change your business life. You're gonna make lots more money, get tons more speaking gigs. It, it's gonna. The book is the magic. Now, I think a book is useful. In full disclosure, you have a book. I have several books.
1: And you have. I have an in my inbox
2: a draft of another book
1: of yours
2: of mine. Yeah. So
1: we're not discouraging people from writing books.
2: I think it's great to write a book. What I want to say though is, um there's There's my experience at least with books. and anybody who's on here who's written a book that that's tried to sell it, I'd love to get your feedback on this. But it seems to me that books are not the pathway to um, wealth and power, not at all. As a matter of fact, for most people, books, having a book writing a book and and buying a bunch of the books, because you're usually obligated to buy some books, just all you do is end up with a garage full of books.
1: Well, okay, so so this—if somebody's trying to sell you on this, writing your book, yeah. Well, first of all, if it's like in your heart and you're like, I have always wanted to write a book, yeah, do that.
2: Write the write the book. I think that's great.
1: When you talk to somebody who is saying, "I help people write books. This is what I do," they will often tell you, "This is it's a it's a glorified business, business card. card. It's a and, way yeah." Is, a way is that of, your experience? Yeah,
2: it's a way of just showing some credential that. I have a book where other people may not have a. Book. Now,
1: I have to say that I think the Critical 20, which is your most recent your yeah. little book, that's a slick little book. I actually happen to have and it's not because you're my husband, although and that, that never hurts. That always seems to help me. Oh, you're going to grab it. I'm
2: going to grab it and show it on Facebook. So,
1: I like the Critical 20. I think I think it's a super fun little book and and will will Anyway. Look! Look in looking at it, you can see it's a quick read, and and it's got some really actionable items in there. Would you say that's true? Yeah, it's
2: like it's it's designed to be the potato chip or the popcorn method. Like every chapter's like two or three pages long, and they're big word, and the type is big, so you can read it in a in two or three minutes, uh, and then then you you say, oh, I, I I want another one. I want another one, and so you go through the twenty. Um, elements that are basically from is your idea even any good all the way to replacing yourself in a business. It's really designed for to 20 critical steps to business success. Now a lot of people like it. I I wrote the book because I get to do book signings from time to time and I do a lot of events. So it's nice to have something to hand out or sell. But but the point is there's I'm not saying don't write a book. I'm saying there's this whole idea about you've got to write your book, you've got to write your book and I think that maybe it's kind of turning into a little bit of a a snake oil thing.
1: I I, I would absolutely agree with that. Is that too that? harsh to say no. that? But no. I none of my friends I, you know, well, out there that sell I think books. It's, but. I think it's really fair to say that. And And again, I love books. I read all the time. I, but, but I'll tell you what happened for me. I was about ready to, to write a book Mm -hmm. and I've always, I've actually, since I was a little, little, you've always, the
2: whole time I've known you, you've wanted to write a book.
1: I've wanted to write a book. And, and so I was about ready to do it. And I was kind of, I was going to the people that advised me, I was going to my advisors. I wasn't trying to get opinions, but I was trying to get advice. And the, the interesting thing was it was our daughter Mm -hmm. that really kicked my butt about it. She said, okay, well, explain it to me. And I said, well, I want to write this book, but it's not really the book that I want to write, but it's, you know, but they're telling me I should write a book. And um, honestly, I get a little uncomfortable with all the books that are being, because people come and they so feverishly, almost feverishly. Uh, you know, say, this is the book as if it is themselves or as if this is the magic elixir. And I said, so I want to write a book, but this isn't the one, but this is a good time and I need a book, blah, blah, blah. And so my daughter says to me, so you're going to spend around $8,000, which is actually low for what it costs to write a book. You're going to spend around $8,000 for a book that you'd be embarrassed to hand to people. Is that what you're telling me? To which I replied, shut up because that hurt, that <laughs> that was painful, but it was true, and I just saved $8,000. So, so to that end, if you want to write a book, absolutely, but also the, the second piece of that is absolutely write that book. You should write a book if it's really in your heart to write a book. Secondly, the next piece of it is that if you're waiting to launch your speaking career, your business, your whatever, <clears throat> until you write that book, Again, that's a distraction. Yeah, That's, that's a, just a distraction.
2: You don't need the book to start speaking. You don't need the book to start coaching. You don't need the book to start being a plumber. You don't need this. It's an excuse. It's another
1: excuse that you, you think. Like
2: I'm waiting to have all the ducks in a row before with, I can do it. Which when is,
1: X happens, I will be
2: happy. It's baloney. And you know, the people who make money are the ones who just start doing the business part. They, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think about. I think both of us, both of us have. Um, so, so I've been running businesses for a long time, and I could sort of hide behind the business to a certain extent. Sure, the company was you're there. Not, you're such an
1: introvert. I that am. You've often I looked to, to that. But How can I just get a off few, the road?
2: But and then then came the whole prison thing, right? And then I was afraid that my that my persona would actually damage the business, mm-hmm. so I needed to stay back. Right. Then a few years ago, about. About 2011, I thought, you know, I've got to stop this. I've got to get back to living my life, no matter what's happened in my life, and and started to do more uh, stuff in my own name, right? And out of that has come the books and Unshackled Owner and th- things like this radio show. Um, but still, I was nervous. Even after making money for a long time, I was nervous to ask people to pay money to to get Aaron's counsel, Aaron's guidance versus doing some service for them. You know, and um, you really you really were a great mentor for me. telling me to get my get I, my I say in things here.
1: super gently.
2: She's very, very um, genteel, subtle, but she's she's not at all. She's no. she's a she's a taskmaster. But she but then when it came to you doing it, like starting asking money for coaching, you were worried about the it. People right. Investing themselves
1: sarah and I don't ask for money.
2: Now. But you used <laughs> to say you don't really need to invest any money in yourself. Just uh just I, I need to just coach you f- for free. Yeah, now The point is there's a um yeah, like a sledgehammer. That's my <laughs> wife. Anyway, but Michelle, you you know, you came back velvet, a velvet sledgehammer. You came back well, you actually midway through a very expensive over twenty thousand dollar six day training. Thirty
1: thousand. It was close
2: to thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and now it's every bit of 30 or maybe more more. for that same training. The point is you called me midway through and you said, Oh, I get it. I get it. Selling is actually serving. Absolutely. Selling is serving. And that's, and your whole world changed when you got that figured out. But see, I meet people constantly who are just scrimping by and maxing out credit cards and stuff because they're so terrified to just go ahead and ask for money. Just say, and here, here's something I, I, I heard the other day from a friend of mine, um, and she said, a lot of her, a lot of her people that she works with say, well, I don't know the right amount of money to charge. I don't know the right fee. I don't know what's appropriate. And she said, charge whatever feels right to you to charge. Mm-hmm. If you say um, five thousand dollars an hour is, feels weird, like why would anybody pay me that? Then it's the wrong number. But fifty dollars an hour. And you'll know
1: because your voice will change. I charge five thousand dollars an hour.
2: But if you but if you said fifty dollars an hour, you might go. No, that's too cheap. I don't want to work for that. She said, charge what feels right to you, and the right people come to you. The point is. Are you bringing
1: it back to? I'm coming back around. Okay.
2: The thing on well, the books are is a symptom. Yes. The book is a symptom of delaying getting actually to work, in order to get so many things that that um, salespeople have told you you need then you need these before you can go forward. Well, and and I'm saying that's crap, knock it off and just start doing your work. Do what you
1: can with what you have where you are. So, a lot of times, I mean, if you want if you want a cupcake business, you're going to mm. need to are you,
2: are you I hungry? never thought of that, but it sounds actually good.
1: You want a cupcake there business? There were a lot of
2: cupcake businesses a while ago, and I, now most of them are gone.
1: I, I wish there were more.
2: It was a trend.
1: Here's the point. Okay. If you want to start your own cupcake business, trend or not, because a cupcake is always a delicious treat. Yes. Uh, if you want to start that business, obviously there are specific things you have to get in line. You have, you're have you going to have to get some business licenses. You're going to have to get... flour. You're gonna have to buy ingredients. <laughs> ingredients Thank you. Super ingredients, helpful. Ingredients. The point is obviously you're going to have have to get some decks in a row. But if you said to me, Michelle, I can't start on my my business now, I would say distraction. And you're like, well, what? I I have to, I'm gonna have to get, you know, commercial kitchen licensing and all of that stuff. And I'd say, Yeah, but you can you can start practicing and working Are you doing any on catering right now from your house? Are well, you, but you, could, you can, you can, you can. I'm not ingredients. Have you designed
2: recipes. seven or eight yeah, signature types? Do you
1: have eight signature pieces? We can absolutely. We can absolutely jump off. We, you, today, wherever you are and whatever you want to do, is your jumping off point. It's not when. It's not when the kids go to school. It's not when yeah. you lose ten pounds. It's not whenever. Today's your jumping off point. Do what you can with what you are where you are now. Uh, needing to write a book is an excuse and a distraction. Uh, going to seven hundred and different seven hundred different events events a year while entertaining our may is it. It, at some point, it's not even education because you're gonna you're going to overload yourself. You're gonna drink from the fire hose, not get any any help from it at all. Do something now. Doing doing something now is where it all begins. Yeah,
2: I remember when when you go to these events and and people are saying, "Oh, let me help you write your book," or "Let me help you get a." Uh, a business plan a place, or let me help you get incorporated, which is something I talk about, or let me help you with whatever it is. There's a million things. You need to learn about body language. You need to learn about, about Facebook ads. You need to learn about Marketing. Um, getting, getting website, books speaking gigs. Every one of those people that your guru, every one of those who's the expert <laughs> who's trying to teach you, they're, they're out doing their work, right? They're not, they're not going back and going, Hey, I wonder what all these other people are doing. They're selling, so, they, they want to sell you something and they want you to say, um, I'm going to give you things that I think should be your priority because it benefits me and my business. And by the way, what I do is valuable. But for most people, if you picked one or two of those things in a whole year and worked on them and, and just got busy, you'd be fine. So is your book critical? I don't no. know. Should you, if you want to write a book, should you write it? Sure. If you want to be an author, it's critical. I know people who are making a boatload of money. Who didn't, who've never written a book? No. Who've never done Facebook ads, do not tell who've people never, selling who've books. Who've never done an internet radio show, what? who've never podcasted. You know, I meet people all the time, they go, Oh, that seems really weird, because you know what they're doing? They're a plumber. They own a plumbing business, and all the time we're sitting here doing this, they're out fixing toilets and 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 putting in pipe and stuff. They're not doing this stuff. Right. They, And if I said do a podcast, they'd go, What what's up with you, dude? Yeah. I don't know how to podcast. It, I'm not, this isn't some like, you know, dance with what the stars. What happens I'm, is
1: we get, we get in our heads that yeah. something means something. Oh, if I have, if I have a book, you tell a great story,
2: which. That's true. I invite. <laughs> what is the story? I you to tell What are right you referring
1: now? to? Uh, you had a vision of your name on the door.
2: Oh yeah. I, tell that. Okay. Tell that
1: story. I love that years, story.
2: Years ago. So all the time growing up, I grew up watching movies and television and, and seeing these these people that are working up in these high rise buildings and big, huge conference rooms with mahogany paneling and stuff. And I mean, I was, I was sucked into that. I thought that's what, that's what it success means to be- looks like. Mm-hmm. That's what it, that's what success is. And so as, as our business grew bigger and bigger um, uh, Lee Morgan, my business partner and I for 20 years now, Lee and I have been business partners and, um, and you've worked together longer than that. Um, well, yeah, but really we've really, yeah, you okay. know, we've known each it's other since 93, but anyway, the point is, business got better and better and better, more and more success, more money, and he lived way out on the, on the west side of town, we lived way out on the east side of town, and we thought, you know, we need to be able to get together, and so, of course, instead of just going to a restaurant to get together, <laughs> I decided the best thing we should do is get half of the 26th floor of the largest building in downtown Portland, the U.S. Bank Tower, A-plus office space, and we had, and I, I was so excited. We put hundreds of thousands of dollars just into like the conference room being beautiful. And and it was, it was the stupidest thing I ever did. What,
1: what did you discover, Mike? Well, friend?
2: what I, what I noticed was that what I longed for was my name mm-hmm. on the, on the door and on the, on the little marquee downstairs on the entry, um, you know, in, in the lobby of this big marbled building. I wanted to see my name somehow. And we called the company Morgan Carter Young. And, um, and, and you
1: discovered that I,
2: I'm, I'm just, I'm, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm, you're, you're I'm <laughs> relishing this. <laughs> I know, I'm know. i remembering. It. I wanted to say but some anyway,
1: things too. So we have a whole other up.
2: section. The, um, the point is, is okay. that once my name was on that door and I, I came to realize in order to put my name on the door, all I had to do is be willing to pay $10,000 a month mm-hmm. um, for that, or, which now that was a long time ago. I mean, that was 13, 14 years ago, probably be 15,000 a month now for that lease. Yeah. Um, so all I had to do is pay money. It wasn't really a result of anything great I'd done. except it doesn't for mean anything. The wherewithal to spend a ridiculous amount of money. We had this gigantic office space with like six people working in it. We could have had 30 people in there. We had a half dozen. It was the biggest, stupidest ego thing I ever did. Well, okay. Now, go go to you. The
1: point is that in his head, he it meant but I, something. But I,
2: I checked a box.
1: You checked the box. And I'll box. never have to do it again. You never have to check it again. That But writing a book or going to another conference
2: or... Getting your name or on the door. Getting your
1: name on the door. I noticed that... I noticed... I heard somebody say, oh, if I could just be doing what you do, then, you know, that's when I, I know... I know that I have arrived.
2: If I was doing what if I was already doing what you're currently doing, then not all the things you had to do to get to where you're currently.
1: Right. And the truth is the truth is that what is success is however we define it. And it doesn't mean anything if I'm an author or I'm not an author. It doesn't mean anything other than what I, the meaning that I imbue it with. So, whatever your excuse is, if you have an excuse to, for you to jump off into anything, whether it's your own business or, or writing a blog or starting a podcast or doing whatever, if you, if, if that is what's in your heart or cupcake business, and for that I applaud you, whatever it is, understand that your success doesn't come after X happens. It's when you start going ahead and jumping in with both feet.
2: So we've we've got a bunch of people that we know that are I know that are listening, uh, that are watching on Facebook live. And so I want to I want to give you that phone number again 866-472-5795. 866-472-5795. Don't be shy. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We'd love to talk to you about any of these ideas or any of these feelings you've ever had. Uh, and if you don't call, we have other things we'll talk about. But we'd love to talk to you. We'll be right back here on The Unshackled Life with Michelle Pearson Young, Aaron Scott Young. That's me. On the Influencer Network of Voice America Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america if you're looking to grow your business enjoy fascinating relationships achieve your goals and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world you'll want to tune into coffee with christy Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Influencers. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join
1: us today. Voice America Influencers
0: You are tuned into The Unshackled Life To reach the show today Please call into the program At 1-866-472-5795 Again that's 1-866-472-5795 You may also send an email To Aaron At AaronScottYoung.com Now back to The Unshackled Life
2: Hey, welcome back to the Unshackled Life with Michelle Pearson Young and me. Uh, her, are her husband, Aaron Scott Young. Michelle's husband. Michelle's husband. That's I, yeah, I. You know, I actually love it when that happens. I love going places. And they go, "Are you Michelle's husband? You are the luckiest guy." I'm like, <laughs> I know. Th- almost 30. Well, in February it'll be 31 years. So it's like 30 years and three quarters.
1: What were you going to say? You wanted to start the segment. I want to know why.
2: I just want to talk about how awesome you are. <laughs> well, let's keep how, going. Then. Let's, I'm going to talk about the, how beautiful you I, are.
1: I have a I have a topic.
2: Oh, all right. I have an I idea. I have a topic, but let's hear what you're going to say.
1: It's never too later.
2: For me to apologize? <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good time to apologize. It's always apologize. a good time to apologize. <laughs> no, I know that's not No, good. what did you want to talk about? Well, okay, so um, we, we were both just at this event in Indianapolis, and there was this lady there who um, uh, was, she's got the Ernestine, who has the Guinness Book of Records for being the oldest competitive bodybuilder. She's 81, 81, 81, 81 years old. And, um, and here was this woman that if you only saw her, if you didn't see her face, if you just saw her from the side or from the back, her face
1: is fantastic. Her face, Well,
2: yes, but I mean, her figure was unbelievable.
1: Ridiculous. I mean,
2: you'd think she was a 19 year old. I have to admit,
1: so I was lifting weights this morning and I thought, I bet Ernestine would think this is a wussy workout.
2: Well, (laughs) but she also hired Mr. Universe, former Universe to train her. She did. But here's the point. Um, Ernestine, she didn't even start to work out till she was 56 years old.
1: You guys should Google her. Or, uh, you know what? I'll put a link for on Michelle Young Coaching, my Facebook page. Okay.
2: so Yeah, but Ernestine didn't even start working out, right? She, she started, was in her late 50s. It, it was, she was 56 years old. Uh-huh. She and her sister started to work out. I thought out. it
1: was 57, but tomato tomorrow. They both
2: got invited to a church event. They went and bought bathing suits. Didn't like how they looked in the bathing suits. They said, we better start working out. So they started working out at 56 and in ni- at, not in 1971, at the age of 71, she did her first competitive bodybuilding event, and now she holds the record for being in her in her in her 80s now as the comp- and she was she is like ripped. She's, she is, There's no joking around. There's no like, oh, isn't that yeah, cute? It's pretty serious. No no, it's, no, 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 no. It's like she's like legit fierce. And you know, and then I think about Werner Berger, who is also mm-hmm. 81 and is reclimbing the seven summits, you know, he's already the oldest guy to climb the seven highest peaks in the world. And now he's doing it again. And mm-hmm. his plan is to spend his 83rd birthday on the, on Mount Everest.
1: Isn't so, it too late for him to have a cool life?
2: No, because I, isn't he too old? Isn't he too old? Did he, he's missed the window. Why bother? Why try? So, you know, the point is, is that we, we see evidence all around us um, you know. So wait, can Go I ahead. stop you right there? Yeah, yeah. We
1: see evidence all around us and this I think this is the point of of this particular segment. It's never too late. We see evidence all around us of whatever point it is that we have a belief in. So, if I believe that you know, I'm not I'm not a beautiful, vibrant woman anymore. I turned 50 this year, Ugh, and so 50? there's God, no point sucks. in even trying, right? <laughs> and if I believe that, then I will see evidence everywhere that that's quote unquote true. It's too late. Yeah, and it's actually it's actually a function of our brains. It's really normal. But what people don't understand, people don't understand that the evidence that they're seeing around is the evidence that they're they're seeking a pattern to see that evidence.
2: Well, they they want to justify how they feel. Yeah, the, there's oh, got to be a. Oh, yeah. there's got to be a reason I am where I am,
1: yeah, and, and our brains are actually created to be that way. what's super cool, what I love is that, as I've been teaching these principles is that as it turns out, we can change the evidence that we're looking for, so you were about to say there's evidence everywhere, and I knew you were going in a specific direction, but I wanted to make that point first that there's
2: evidence there's
1: evidence for whatever it is that we want to prove
2: somebody that somebody that um uh, I won't say who it was, but somebody that was very close to me told me one time kind of very frustratedly with me said, he said, Aaron, you don't even live in the real world. And I said, oh, I live in the real world. I just live in a different world than you because our life experience was so dramatically different. And and I realized that you know, and I'll tell you something else. I mentioned prison before. When I first got out of prison, and we would go to a restaurant or oh a gro- grocery store, so, I would. Okay, wait, I would, wait, wait.
1: W- I, I married a good boy. I married a, a little re, uh, returned missionary and uh, an Eagle Scout, and it was kind of a trip. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. It was kind of hot to be married to a bad boy. Yeah. But What happened? I was
2: never that bad. But the, <laughs> the, actually, I was never bad. But <laughs> no. the um, the it's point kind is, kind of hilarious. It is. It's bizarre. But anyway, the point was. When I got home for, for a number of months, maybe, maybe years, but for quite a while, we'd go to the grocery store or out to a restaurant or be downtown or something, and I could identify um, gang members.
1: By by, by by what gang? that's by, a Norteno. Yeah, yeah or I could
2: By their tattoos, Cireno. by their hair, I could tell. You'd be like, oh, he's
1: with. a he's a meth dealer, and I'd be like, how can you tell he's a dealer? And and there well, were like, say, specific things.
2: It wasn't dealer, but it was like that's meth, that's alcohol, that's cocaine, mm-hmm. that's marijuana. I could identify their drug of choice, um, and it was because I'd been living in an environment where that was all um, common knowledge. It was all super easy to tell and And so you become tuned in to whatever you're around all the time. and what what had to happen was I had to quit looking for those things, quit looking for the kind of scary things um that were around us and all the all the bad that was around us, and started looking for evidence of good stuff. We have to do that in our business too. We have to do that in our relationships. We have to figure out how um, we, not that the market's getting more difficult, but if we see a, a roadblock, then that should be an opportunity to, to see the future. To see, okay, there's a roadblock. There must be a way to get through that roadblock. There's a road beyond that block. Yeah, and if I can find the solution through the roadblock then I could get a whole bunch more business. Instead of just going, oh, life sucks, it's hard. Oh, we b- say, business
1: we, has failed. Small businesses fail. So, okay, so, so we were at an event in California.
2: We just, at the beginning, were saying, don't go to too many events. And <laughs> we then
1: speak at them. We speak at a this lot isn't, of events. This isn't just amusement, it's... it's yeah.
2: But let's not justify, this is part Here's of our, the our work. Yes. Here's the
1: point. All right. So I was at an event in, in California, and as this is super common, that women come up to me and they'll say, you don't even know how lucky you are. You're so lucky to be married to Aaron Young, and just don't say anything because you're going to be like, oh, no, but whatever. People come up to me, women, all the time.
0: And I'm like, I know, right?
1: And, and so this particular woman was especially bitter. She was like, you don't even know. You're so lucky. There just aren't men out there. And I was like, well, clearly there are because I married one. And he's like, she's like, well, yeah, but but, um, he's married. All the good men are married. And I was like, that's a really interesting
2: perspective. It's a paradigm. Yeah.
1: And she's like, well, it's not a paradigm. It's the (coughs) truth. And I was like, okay, well, that's an interesting truth you have. And she's like, what are you trying to say? And I said, okay, well, let's talk a little bit about that. What if it were possible? Would that feel better to you? And she said, yeah, it would feel really good. She was single. Clearly, I mean, it wasn't, she wasn't a married She wasn't looking for a new
2: guy. Right. I'm going to dump the old bag of bones there. Okay, keep going.
1: So I said, would you feel better? She said, yeah, I would feel better. I said, let's go further and let's just say that they are, they're everywhere. They're out there. How would that make you feel? And she said, it would make me feel really good. And I said, okay, let's take it one step further. If when you got up this morning to get ready to come to this event and you knew that there was some awesome single guy here that was just right for you. How would you have dressed?
2: Mm, Interesting.
1: And she said,
2: oh. And I
1: said, okay, do, do you see where I'm going? If you go out into the world with an idea and you're convinced that idea is a fact, then you will prove yourself. Matt Taylor on here said you can make any excuse. Come true. Come true. So, okay, so that was an interesting she was like, "Oh, I get it." So, what was better was I was reading, I read an article and it was like, "You have a secret inbox in your in your Facebook." And I was like, "I wonder if I have a secret inbox." And it was months later. And um it was so I I did. I indeed had the secret inbox that I didn't know about. Wait, wait.
0: Where was
2: the secret inbox? On
1: Facebook. There's a and it's like a secret what? inbox in your Messenger. Oh, yeah. My friend, you're going to find a lot of yours there.
0: Oh, crap. So, anyway, no,
1: so. so
2: Now, I, don't go check your Facebook just secret stay message. Stay with us yet. for a minute. We're only on for a couple more minutes.
1: So I go in, and indeed there is this secret Facebook inbox, and there's this message from this woman that was like four months old, and it was it was about 10 days after the event. She said, Michelle, I don't know if you remember, but we had this conversation, and you'll never guess what happened. I always love when my clients say to me, you'll never guess what happened, because I always know it's gonna dazzle me. She said, You'll never guess what happened. You and I talked, and it I was just fascinated with the idea that there were, there were not only good men that were, that there were good men that were single at that event. Not 10 minutes after you and I finished talking, but a man walked up to me, and we hit it off immediately, and I've been seeing him ever since. So I don't know what happened from that, but I'll tell you what, possibility opened up. Well, clear, it's clearly never too late. She,
2: she connected it back to you because she right. all of a sudden, she was able to pull back from this paradigm that mm-hmm. there's nobody there to going – Ah, maybe it's how I'm presenting myself. Not that you have to be beautiful or well dressed. No, it, in fact you, it's
1: energetic. It's, it's, all, it's all energetic. I know very beautiful women and their energy is funked up.
2: Yeah, and I know and the other way around. There's some people you right. just you feel like you're a better person when you're with them. You just desire to be close to them. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it is it's don't 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 start finding other excuses to say, "Well, that doesn't work for me." Um but I will say uh, I will say this that when you when you start to have a level of confidence and belief that opportunities are possible, mm-hmm. that you can achieve them, things do happen. I'll, I'll give you one quick example for me. So I wanted to do more public speaking, paid keynote speaking. Oh, this is cool. This is something I wanted. And and I was working quite diligently to try to put... Would you say you were working hard? <laughs>
1: Was the struggle real?
2: There were no, pick, there there were no pick and hammers. Involved. Well, but was I there was like doing, an internal I was thing? doing stuff to try to make it possible. You were trying to make it happen. And and finally, um, there were two things. There was a there was somebody that I was going to be working with, but she and I couldn't get together. She was going to be my basically my booking agent, and um, but she had a bunch of family stuff going on, and we couldn't get together, and that was kind of futzing around. And then there was another person that I really look up to that wanted to just have a one day with me as a, he's a professional speaker. He said, you have these great stories. I want to show you how you can refine them a little bit. And it took us almost seven months to get together, but it was interesting. Within a couple of days, she came online. This has nothing to do with any call she made. She she just said, boom, and I got her contract and signed it. Um, He was all of a sudden available and we made an appointment for me to fly down and spend a day with him. Now, as those two things were hadn't even started yet, I got three calls within 48 hours from people that wanted to hire me as a public speaker. But it was only after the other elements that sort of, I'd said, yes, I'm going to hire this woman to help me. Yes, I'm going to fly down to see this fellow. And as soon as I said yes, the dam broke and tens of thousands of dollars have, have already um, been contracted. Yes. And more coming. And- I'm positive it's because I knew that I didn't know everything about it, but I had to just start saying yes to taking steps. And I was a little worried about what What am I worthy of? What am I worth? What am I going to say? If I get in front of more educated people than me or people in a different circumstance than me, how am I going to handle it? How am I going to look? And all of us have those fears. And here's what we say. Screw that. Get on with doing the work. Get on with taking the steps. You will find out very quickly if you're unprepared. And but you will never Which is know. Okay. You'll it's never, okay
1: if you find that out.
2: You can't learn how to ride a bike unless you're willing to fall fall down a few so, times. So
1: so to today dance. we talked about: um, is it a business or a hobby? Are you distracting yourself with educating yourself to death without, without actually, actually starting? Being action, you know being action oriented. We talked about the excuse of oh I can't do this. I can't I can't have my business until I learn how to Facebook Live. Get the or perfect website. Learn, write a book. Right, write a book, and we talked about ideas in our heads, ideas that are, well, you know, it's too late because I'm
2: too old. I'm I, 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 not in shape. Yeah, I, I didn't
1: do it this way. I didn't get the education. We talked about all the excuses and what we're really. So the opposite end of that, the The way I named it this today in my head was, can I take you seriously? And the better question is, are you taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. Am I
2: taking am I taking myself seriously or am I
1: or am I entertaining myself? I, yeah, that's
2: a good question. And, way to
1: say and it. I'll tell you what, that I mean, that's a really good question ultimately. Are you just entertaining yourself? Because if you are, have a good time and don't worry about the outcome. But if you would love to live an unshackled life, yeah. then you're going to want to do it and do it messy and do it imperfectly. But I'll tell you what, just like Aaron was just saying, show up every single day
2: yeah, and for something. yourself. Yeah, that's right. It's exactly right. And Michelle, now so as we go out of the as we go out and close out here, um uh, we we love that you guys join us. We love that you come and do this with us. Uh, we love that you join us on Facebook Live. Michelle, if people want to find out more about you or talk to you about anything you Go doing, to
1: michelleyoungcoaching.com.
2: michelleyoungcoaching.com. Check out 21 days life by design. 21 days life free by course, design. Yep. Right. It's kind of a really fun thing and you can find me at erinscottyoung.com. Uh, you can write to me at Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com if I can do anything to help you grow your company. But in the meantime, go out and take some faltering, unsure baby steps towards your dreams this week. Don't wait for anybody else to say you what you need. Go ahead and do it. And we'll see you again next week here on The Unshackled Life. Yep. We'll take care, you guys. Have a good week. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to The Unshackled Life. Be sure to join The Unshackled owner, Aaron Scott Young, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a great week.